All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Voice by Matt show. My name is Matt Bertho, and today I have Mr. Andrew Lingen on with me, and he is the boss man, the CEO of Premier Ponds. And man, Andrew came into my life at a very awesome time, and Andrew's been working with me. Uh, and this guy is brilliant. He is super smart. He comes from an awesome legacy, and he's going to talk about that legacy today. And he's going to talk about how he found his voice and how he continues to use his voice, and then where Premier Ponds is going in the future with their voice. And so welcome to the show, Andrew. Thank you for having me, Matt, and I appreciate the intro. It's been a lot of fun, all our calls together, and I'm excited to do this. Yeah, man. So, Andrew, tell them a little bit about your origin story, kind of your your family, your, where you grew up, kind of. Uh, now, guys, Andrew has so many things that he does, that he's done. And one of the coolest parts about Andrew is that when Andrew does something, he just he doesn't just kind of do it. He does it all the way. And yeah. I've taught so many voice people in the last 20 years. Andrew not only can speak really, really well, he can sing now. Like the dude can literally sing. I'm, I'm sorry, Andrew. It's true. You can. I'm very proud I'm of you. I'm singing on this podcast, Matt. <laughs> I, I know. I know you're not going to sing on the podcast. But um, yeah, tell him a little bit about your family and kind of the way you grew up. I really would like to uh, share the story about grandpa a little bit. I think that that's a really great story if you're open to do that. So you have the floor, man. Yeah, jump right into it. So uh, I was raised in Maryland. My whole family's from Maryland, at least back a few generations and uh, still operate this business here and now. Uh, it all uh, the story Matt wants me to tell is the blue collar American story, which is really like kind of the the undertone of my entire life and upbringing. It's it's start from the bottom, work super hard, uh, learn all the things you can to get to the top. And, and that's kind of how my family has done it now for three generations on both sides of the family. Uh, the specific story Matt wants me to tell is my grandfather who built a real estate company, uh, kind of on his own blood, sweat, tears, and money, and uh, did an amazing thing for the family, uh, left a huge legacy for the generations to follow. And I didn't really even know this until high school. And I had already decided in my own life that at least I didn't know the magnitude of it. Like I knew he did it, but I didn't really understand the kind of legacy that would be left. So once I figured that out, I had already decided that I was going to be successful in my own right. And that was just a decision I made somewhere in middle school, high school. I was mm. have a lot of money and be able to determine how my days go and all that, not, not live your typical nine to five life. And so once, once I learned that, uh, the legacy that was being left, it was like, well, if I can't succeed, then who can? And so I made it my mission to get, I mean, really, I'm just getting started, but get to where I am now, where I can now dictate my future. And I did it by starting in this job as a $10 an hour laborer and worked my way up through every position. And now Whoa, I own Time out. So you started at Premier Ponds at the very bottom level? Yeah, I was just, I was a material hauler. I brought materials to the yard where the pond was being built or facilitated maintenance as it needed to happen back in the day. Wow. I, I missed that. I missed that part in our coaching. Yeah. So I've, I've done every job in this company. I've created jobs in this company. Um, and now I sit here looking for the next thing, the next vision that's going to take us to the next level. So, so I, I, I want you to talk about, because we've done extensive work together now, um, but I want you to talk about the blood, sweat, and tears part. Um, you know, we live in a world right now where people just want to say, I should get that. I should, I earn, I should just get that. I, I deserve that. Right. And it's a lot of, um, just take not earned. 
a lot of take, take, take. And you had a model in your grandpa and in your parents, I know. Um, but I want you to talk about uh, a typical day for grandpa, how he showed up for things and kind of what he wore. And um, because I, I think that even that model, based on what we see uh, business professionals and entrepreneurs and celebrities do today, could be something that a lot of us could learn a lot from. Well, I, yeah, I want to piggyback on that before I get into the story and say, I agree with you 100%. Like, we've been trained through social media, I think, mostly, that there's an easy button out there and there just isn't. Uh, you have to come with some sort of value, some sort of skill set. And that is only built through doing hard work. And somehow I was raised that way. Uh, my parents did a great job of instilling that into my sister and I were both entrepreneurs in our own fields and both successful at it. So I don't know how they did that exactly, but I can I can certainly talk to some of the nuance that we were raised with. My grandfather did the same thing. He was depression era and came out of that and knew that he was going to build something for his family. And uh, he did by doing all of the work himself. And just based on the stories I've heard, he he works six days a week. Sunday was his day off. He'd take the family out to dinner and uh, re rinse and repeat. He did every job associated with the whole business. Wow. Okay. So th did your dad also, was he also an entrepreneur or your mom? No, no. They, they both shied away from it. I think I think my mom had a bad taste of it in her mouth because of how chaotic the upbringing was in that environment. Um, and then my dad just was, he was the, him and his dad were both in the phone company and they did the same thing. They, they started it at base level, learned all the skills and worked their way up to management, et cetera. And so that's been a common theme throughout my entire upbringing and my family's history. So, you know, I, you know, we, we both are in the coaching group, Arate Syndicate with uh, Andrew Priscilla and Ed Milet. And what I really appreciate about both of them is how they show up is, you know, what you see is what you get, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Andrew, one of the, the visuals that I remember you talked about was grandpa wearing uh, overalls. Is that, is that right? And yeah, you, that was the, what I remember him in, at least. He died when I was seven, so I have limited memory of all that. Yeah. But that was but, how I remember him. But that, that, that's how I remember my grandpa, you know, on the farm, wearing overalls, uh, had a, a white uh, tank top, um, overalls. He'd wear a flannel sometimes and a baseball hat. And I, I want you to talk about hard work a little bit. Because I think that you and your family and Premier Ponds, Mike also, right? I think that this world that we live in right now, um, you know, I come from public school. And a lot of public school kids, including us, you know, you think you go to college and you get your degree and then you're just going to get a job. And you're, or, you know, and like if I was a business major, right? I'd be like, I'm going to be a CFO. I'm going to be a CEO. I'm going to be a COO. Like I'm going to be a C-suite executive out of the gate in college. Now, how realistic is that? I don't think it's very realistic unless you're on a very specific track with your schooling, like a doctor, a surgeon, that sort of thing. I don't think that you're your immediate payout is there. And I think that's with anything in life. Uh, I mean, look at me, I started $10 an hour labor, like who would have thought that the payout is CEO of a company? I mean, uh, that, just... that is the American dream, literally. It is. It is. But that you, you mentioned hard work. I think that is the piece that's missing is everyone wants the payout right now. They don't want to put in the hard work over all that time to then get a base of knowledge that allows them to command whatever they want in life. And it isn't just the knowledge in your trade. It's the knowledge of working with people, working with clients, sales. We're all salesmen. I mean, this is like, 
this should be fundamental stuff that's taught in public school, but it's just not because it's designed to get you into the nine to five. So take me to take me through and the listeners through a typical day of young Andrew starting at Premier Ponds doing hard work. I mean, it, it was it was normal, right? Like all our lives are normal to us. I, I just I woke up. I was at my parents house. I was a fresh high school graduate. Okay. Uh, I was going to college, but I hadn't gotten there yet. And I'd wake up, I'd go to a few roads over. Was this business? What time? What time did you wake up? Oh, I seven. It wasn't crazy. Yeah. Wake up at seven, go. We worked nine to five pretty much every day. And I'd go a couple roads over about 10 minutes to Steve's house. He, the founder of this company and my mentor, and you'd go to work. And I was really his right-hand man for four or five years. And I knew one thing about that position. It didn't matter what I was getting paid. Steve mm-hmm. had built and sold a couple successful companies before. And I was going to learn everything I could from him. Because wow. whether I didn't at the time think I was going to do it here. But I knew I was going to do it somewhere. So I wanted his knowledge. So Steve... You know, I know Steve a little bit. I'm going to meet him in January, I think. But Steve, from what I've seen, is a teacher. He's a coach. He's a leader. Yep. He's also worked very hard to get to the point that he's at, right? Yep. And so he saw something in you. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think it was because I showed up every day, sat next to him. We chatted in the truck. And, and he learned, he learned what I was about and he saw that I wasn't going to quit on it, even as an 18 year old kid. Wow. And that was worth something to him. So it, it, it's worth something to business owners for their employees to show up and have curiosity and want to know more about how they can get better and how they can help. Yeah. And we tell our guys here, like, this may not be your long-term career, but guess what? You're going to build a skill set and you're going to interact with a lot of different people because we have hundreds, if not thousands of clients. And you're going to get to interact with each one of those people and and get a different vibe, a different scenario, a different skill set from that interaction. And that was one of the really cool things about this business is we really deal with the top 10% of people. Just no one is buying a water feature for their yard unless they're operating at a really high level. Wow. We get to meet some of the coolest, most successful people in the world and deal with all types. And that was one of the things that kept me here is like, I'm just rubbing elbows with some of the best people in the world. Man. And it's so, because I'm in Kansas and we, we have, we have some kind of lawn area people, you know, that kind of mow lawns and do little landscaping things, but the word premier ponds really identifies what you guys do. It's premier work, premier quality, and premier clients, it sounds like. Yeah, it, it, what it really is, number one, is premier customer service. Okay. The, the customer service, the showing up when we say we're going to, the conversation we have prior to even doing business, that's what separates us from our competition. Uh, our, anybody can go do one of these things. It's a formula. You can put it in. Granted, we've done a whole lot of them at this point. So yes, it is a premier product. However, our, our handholding and our process is really tailored around the client's wants and visions. And we're not just going to rush out and slam a hole in your yard without really talking it through first. Man, I love this. So I want to go back to uh, high school a little bit. You said that you started end of your senior year at Premier Ponds, correct? Uh, yeah, it was the day after I graduated. So what did you do before that? I was an umpire for baseball. Yeah, me too. I did that too, Andrew. That's awesome. And I don't know what your experience was like, but that was a stressful job. Yes, it's very stressful. Because uh, no matter what your call is, it could be the most right call on the field, but somebody's mad at you from somewhere. Oh, boy. And, and when, when, uh, when these coaches would piss me off, I would just be more obnoxious and more loud with, strike three, you're out! And just be like, 
so animated, so crazy. It was so hard in that situation. I know exactly what you're talking about to not like harbor resentment of the people giving uh, you time and your calls. It's like, man, I just want to, I want to call the close play in the other team's favor. Cause you're, you're giving oh, me a hard. I, I know I did that. I know I did that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but again, that's communication, right? Like if you got some jackass that's constantly yelling at you, that's being an asshole, you know, that's not how you treat people. And, and to that point, really early on, it taught me because I was 16, 17 when I was doing that. It taught me to deal with all types and yeah. all situations. And adults. Yeah, and uh, specifically adults. And we were supposed to have two umpires on the field, but they had a shortage, so it was only one. <laughs> oh, so no. I had to call all the strikes and balls, call all the plays at the plates. They wanted you to call the balls and strikes from behind home plate. So then you're behind home plate calling a play at second. You're never going to get it right. So, yeah, that was my that was my intro to the work work source. So, so probably coming at premier ponds it was like wow this is so much more low-key than it was really cool baseball game. yeah no you got you got people that are making the investment of their lives in their yard it's such an emotional product when you're done people would cry like invite you back for barbecues have wow. a barbecue on the last day and i was just like man this is polar opposite and i'm having more fun doing it even though i love baseball I just didn't love that aspect of it. And you stayed, you stayed at Premier Ponds. Yeah. So the story goes every summer I would, I was a civil engineer at Virginia tech and every summer I'd tell Steve this is my last summer. I'm going to get an internship. I'd go shop internships around the country. It would pay you 10, 12 grand. It would cost eight, 10 grand to go live in this place. And I'm like, you know, I can just go home and make 10 or 12 grand and live in my parents' house and pocket it. So I kept coming back and doing that. And by, I went five years to college by my fifth or fourth summer. So now I'm going to have to get a job the next summer. Steve goes, so what's the real plan? I said, well, I graduate. I'm going to have my uh, engineer and training badge, which I do, uh, go work for a professional engineer. And then in four years, I'm a professional engineer and I can sign off on things and I'll be making 150 grand. And that's starting. And he's like, okay, well, what's the end goal? And this, this is like how I live my whole life now is, I is know I'm, I'm hearing you say this and I'm like, this is exactly the kind of crap that Andrew says to me sometimes when I'm having business issues, Andrew's like, well, what's your end goal? Well, how are you yeah. going to get there? What's your steps? So Steve goes, what's the end goal? And I go, well, I'll start a company. I'll start an engineering firm. He goes, well, does it have to be an engineering firm? I said, well, no, it just has to be something that I'm good at. He goes, well, do you like what you do here? And I said, yeah, I do. And he goes, okay, so what would you make out of college as an engineer in training? I said, well, I'd start at 50 and in a couple of years, I'd be making 60, 75. And then in four years, when I get my PE, I'd, I'd go get a job at 150. And Steve said, to this day, I'll never forget the words. Didn't skip a beat. He said, if you're not making 150 in four years here, we've done something wrong. Wow. And what I a became a leader. I became a partner in 20 December of 2015. Wow. And so 2016 was my fourth year there. And I How old were you, Andrew? How old were you? 26. That's amazing. You were a partner at 26. Yeah. And that year I shattered 150. So he was dead on. Yeah, so Steve, I, I can't wait to meet him. I mean, what an inspiring guy. What an inspiring leader. Um, and and he has really the same story. Uh, he, he has the ground up, came from nothing, built a huge life for himself story, and he did it through the hard grind. So yeah. it, it's throughout my whole life, this is a theme of yeah. just start at the bottom and work your way to where you're trying to go. Oh man, the world. Why, why do we get so mixed up that hard work isn't going to take you there? Because it's glamorized that there's a shortcut. I mean, think of every, every short video you watch of oh, some guru boy. that has some fast track to success. That's the BS that we're feeding our kids. And it's, it's taken in at mass scale. 
and it fails far more people than it helps. Yeah. And then people get depressed, they turn to drugs, and then the rest is history. Um, well, so I know as a leader, you have an amazing leadership team right now. And I've been blessed to work with all three of you, Andrew, Mike, and Mark. And I'm going to work with four more coming up. And the culture that they are building at Premier Ponds, I mean, dude, it is. Like, I think you could, you could say this. Like, it is the American dream. It literally is. And you guys are capitalizing in a very amazing way ponds well it's this pivotal moment in our lives right like everything is going technology ai how, how can we do more with less not leave our house i mean the whole work from home movement and here we are providing an escape from all of that like disconnect go outside enjoy this little piece of paradise it doesn't matter if you have a fourth of an acre or 400 acres or four thousand acres man you can have this little piece of paradise in your yard to just get away, decompress, and... So, I've never asked you this, but I'm so curious. There's different kinds of pond experiences, correct? Sure, yeah. So, there's like koi pond experience, right? And what are the rest of them? Because that's really the only one that I know. Well, I mean, we have just plain recirculating water features that are called pondless waterfalls. They sustain no fit plant and fish life, but they're just eye candy. I have one in front of my front door. It's just the it's the visual coming into my house, and it's just a waterfall that consistently just runs. And so, and you, do you also stock uh, ponds with fish? Yeah, and a lot of people. Really? A lot that's of people awesome. come to a lot of people come to us and think that's a major part of our business. It's really not. I put in a phone call. Fish get shipped to your house, and, what? and you put them in your pond. So, no, the fish side of things is not really a. We that's build crazy. Their home. We build their home. We just don't really have a lot to do with the fish other than caring for their home year over year. So you know, we've talked a lot about story. We've talked a lot about. Um why these ponds are important for families you know you you just kind of open that door for an escape right so what are what are some stories that you could share with us that um kind of i don't know like make you would make me or anybody want to get a pond in my backyard or my front yard well, I'll talk from personal experience. Whenever I have a gathering here, I have eight acres in Maryland and it's it's gorgeous park-like land. When I have a party, everyone is right next to the pond. They're not in the house. They're not out in the yard. They're not, uh, there's a tennis court. They're not really on the tennis court. They're by the pond. They're interacting with the pond. And that I think is the magic of it. As humans, we're drawn to water. It was, it was a life source. It was a, it was a, place of relaxation and inspiration and i think deep in our core it still is and we yearn for that and that's the magic of it all hmm. so andrew wh where do you go from here man like uh you know we've talked I, I i see you on stage i see you um you know you you got this really cool project you guys are working on i don't know if you're ready to talk about that um but you have some really cool things that are coming up um, I know that we're doing Unmute in Washington, D.C., March 7th through the 9th, and we're kind of building that together right now. But um, what's, what's coming up for Andrew? I think the next thing for us is we are going to build a company called Premier Media. Uh, our Premier Ponds channel has already gotten about three-quarters of a million uh, followers. Wow. We're going to do that. We're going to do that on a larger scale. We're going to give each one of our guys a channel. We're going to fund the whole thing. They're going to build their own personal brands, and that's going to feed the whole ecosystem. So I believe that company will end up being bigger than our pond company. And 
when that all happens and is, which will probably be a five year time horizon, um, that will facilitate our next steps. And I don't know exactly what those are. I have some ideas. Hmm. However, I think that will tell us where we're headed. Man, it, it's, that's such a, I love that vision. And I, I love that you're giving your employees the freedom to grow in the way that they want to grow. And not only that, I'll, I'll tell all the listeners, like Andrew and Mike, the, you know, you guys are co-owners, correct? Yep. Yeah. These guys not only invested money in me helping to coach them and their, on their voice and their delivery. I mean, you hear Andrew today, he's clear, he's, he's precise, he sounds great. Um, he's showing his heart, you can feel it. And that, that's part of the work. But they're investing in four more of their people to work with me. And not only that, if you, tell, them, tell them what else you guys invested in for your guys and yourself. So we have a personal coach and, and had them all go through. And this was something I, I didn't make this up. We learned this from Steve. There was always something, some way we're getting better sales training. We're going to go to a customer service event. We're going to go here. We're going to go there. And some of the events we used to put on, uh, but they were still helping us get better. So it's a, it's just a culture that was built in here. What I think is incredible. Can we, can we say her name? The person that's helping you guys? Yeah. 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 Ivy. Ivy yeah. Cruz, right? Yes. And, um, you know, she, she's helping them navigate w w like what? Life. She's a, she's a men's health, wellness, and performance coach. And she's just dealing with whatever issues are, we're willing to talk about really. Man. I, I just, the investment that you guys do into yourself needs to be the model of every business and uh, furthermore public schools school teachers um hospital workers um military um the fact that that you're hitting you know the physical work it's it's hard work what these guys are doing you know i see them i see the videos or carrying you know dirt and shoveling and moving rocks and all that um so you got the physical unlock um, I know that you guys, you know, uh, you did 75 hard. I know um, Mike runs every day. Mark's working out. Um, that's part of the stuff I'm going to be talking with the guys about too. But, you know, the 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 mental work, I know that you guys do some trainings um, in-house and uh, you have people come in and help. Um, and then uh, the spiritual part is something – and the emotional part are, are something that, you know, working with me and all working with Ivy, you know, you guys are elevating. And then abundance mindset, I mean, that's you. That's you and Mike sharing that, that fire, that flame that Steve ignited in you. Yes. And yeah. And grandpa I, ignited in you, and that your dad ignited in you. I, I think it was really my, it, that was the biggest takeaway from Steve was the abundance mindset. Cause I wasn't raised with that. It was like, wow. it was, it was work, save your money. Yeah. You can have some fun on the side, but you really just need to save your money. And Steve taught me money is infinite. Don't play, don't play finite games, play infinite games. That, those are my own words, but it, it, when you start thinking that way, uh, it changes your whole perspective on life. So get, get, I mean, I, I haven't really talked about the abundance mindset much on my podcast, um, but give them a little taste of it. Like, uh, kind of the, the, what we live in and what we grew up in. Cause I grew up the same way. Um, but take, take the floor, Andrew, like talk to us about some abundance mindset and give, give some value, like give us some, uh, some lessons, some, some work some things to think about. Um, you know, I, I give all my clients a specific book to listen to that really is amazing. Um, but yeah, talk about that a little bit because I think a lot of people get stuck in their family pattern of thinking about money and wealth. And very few fa families can teach 
not just the fundamentals of money, which I think is very important, how to balance a checkbook, how to manage credit, how to all of that, but then how to think about money abstractly because the whole school system and most of our upbringings is teaches you that it's save every penny, like put X amount of your paycheck in because you'll need that on a rainy day. It doesn't teach you what I think <laughs> is important, which is build yourself to a level of value that you never have to worry about that money portion again. If you can bring enough value to multiple different situations, you'll never have to worry about that money piece. And I think that's the true abundance mindset. Can you dissect the word value? Yeah, it can be anything. It can be like, for example, what we do, any pond issue. I mean, we're even talking about like maybe building a pond hotline. You have a pond problem in California. Um, I can talk you through that problem because there is a sequence of logic we can follow to figure out what the problem is. Now, maybe you don't like the answer. You have to rebuild your pond, but we can get there over the phone. Um, so build yourself so good in one or two things that you'll never have a problem finding value. That That's really, that, that's my definition of it. So value could be craft, the craft, the the technique, the, the knowledge of the thing, right? Yes. Um, and then value can also be, and I'm just using this on my pillars right now, uh, value could also be the way that you deliver that knowledge, the way that you deliver that product. Artistry. Well, and I, I think that without that, it's intangible, right? You can be the best at something, but if you can't tell them why they need it or or walk them through the steps to determine what they need, you can't ever deliver that value. Like you can be the best craftsman in the world, but if you don't have the sales or the business acumen to get your product to them, you got nothing. So what you guys are feeling from Andrew right now, I'm, I clap my hands because I'm very proud of him because I'm feeling his passion, his love, his care for this subject. He's, he gets excited about it. Why does he get excited about it? Because it changed his damn life. And not only has it changed his life, it's changed his family's life. It's changed his employee's life. It's changing my life. It's changed a lot of our friends' life. When you add value, and you, because, but you gotta work on the technique, you gotta work on the craft, you gotta work on the, the thing, right? And then you have to learn, how am I gonna implement this thing, right? And the reason why I'm doing what I do, and Andrew at Premier Ponds is doing what he does, is the last category, which is magic. Premier Ponds got to a point now, magic-wise, spirit, energy-wise, where Andrew, you felt him right there. You felt him on this podcast, super excited, super pumped, super passionate, right? And then he's got Mike going out super passionate, super pumped, super knowledgeable. The knowledge is a baseline for these guys, listeners. The knowledge is baseline, fundamental. And then they, 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 they attach, how do we do the thing? This is how we do it. And then because they've mastered those two things, craft and artistry, magic, flow, happens, energy, spirit. And that's why Premier Ponds is Premier Ponds. Because Steve set up the foundation with craft, with technique. He told him, this is how we do it. This is why we do it. Yes. And then he instilled in Andrew and Mike the fire, his fire, which is what great leaders do. And now Andrew is doing that. You felt it today on this podcast. I'm proud of you, dude. I felt that. That was great. That was. And great. you said early on, you're working with our leadership team. And I truly believe that to be true. Even the four guys that are coming to you in the next month or two, uh, this is going to be the foundation of what Premier Ponds becomes. And they all need they need this training and they need a lot, a lot of coaching and so that they can bring the value to people. Cause the more, the more value they can bring to more people, you, it's exponential. It, it just keeps going. This is a really valuable podcast. 
And I'm going to tell you guys why. And Andrew already knows because he's super smart. We broke down today. Hard work is a part of it. It's the fundamental part of it. It's the beginning. Hard work is the hard, it's hard work because it's unknown. It's messy. It's gritty. It's not glamorous. We, we identified that. It's not always fun. That's another thing in our culture right now. People think it always has to be fun. No. But the fundamental is that craft, mastering that craft. So listeners, if you haven't mastered the craft and you don't know how to deliver it, you don't know how and why you're delivering it, that's the artistry. You're never going to get to magic, the spirit, the energy, the, the, the high ticket things that you guys want to make these baller amount of money. You're not going to get to that, you know, $300,000 million a year kind of thing if you don't do the work and you don't know how to deliver it. You're never going to get to magic ever. And I'll say it this way. That's one line digestible. You can't master the nuance until you master the skill. Ooh. All of the money is in the nuance. Man, Andrew. So uh, I told this uh, Andrew, I think a couple calls ago. Um, Andrew is the leader is a model of the leader that we need in the world right now. Um, his, his, uh, his, his bring up, the way he was brought up, his character, his integrity, his um, truth. Sometimes he's thrown some truth uh, bombs down on me that I'm like, man, that just kind of came out of nowhere. And I like that. And so I'm just going to answer it. Fine, Andrew, here it is. But he does it in a way that he, he loves you. He cares about you. He, um, he's the kind of leader that I, I believe we used to have a long time ago. And, you know, I, I kind of equated him to Andrew Carnegie and a young Andrew Carnegie um, because what he's dabbling with and what he's starting to create, especially with the Premier Ponds Media, is a, another level. I mean, you guys think about that. If you think about like a group of guys, a business that does manual labor, creating pawns, you probably would never think, wow, that is one of the best media companies in the world. But that's what Andrew and his team are about to launch which is incredible. And what's incredible about it is that they're not staying inside their box. They're not just staying in their lane right now because let's be honest, right? They mastered the lane. They, they dominated the lane. They are in charge of their own lane right now. And so now it's like, okay, this is easy. The maintenance of this machine is easy. We got to grow. And that's what leaders do. And so, you know, not only is Andrew a brilliant brain, but he's, he's a visionary. You know, I, I remember the first or second call, I equated him to kind of a Steve Jobs in the way that he, he is able to see big picture vision and then dissect it down. And uh, I just, you know what? The vision part, Andrew, that, I think that that's something people don't when they know andrew they don't necessarily know how big you're able to see things and it wasn't always that way like when you are building your craft you don't have the time to devote and vision truly takes a lot of time i mean half of my working hours are spent literally just thinking and it's not thinking about oh what's going on right now because like you said that's taken care of we got that down yeah. It's thinking about what's happening next season. What's happening five years from now? How wow. is the landscape going to change? How are customers going to find us in five years? It's not going to be the same way it is today. I believe it's going to be social media. 
that people are going to buy from people that they're interacting with on a day to day. I mean, I don't know if you've ever used Peloton, yeah, but I use this analogy all the time. When I jump on Peloton, I have my like one to three instructors that I'm real comfortable with. Like they're the ones I want to take. And I think it's the same way in business. You jump on and you're you're not watching 10 different pawn companies on YouTube, probably. Yeah. One, maybe two. And they're the people you jive with. And we're trying to A, build that team of people that's super relatable and super interesting on screen. Oh, and they that, are. Ooh, that they also are. like the work. They have to like the work and be good at it. Uh, but then take that and make a a documentary out of it, I guess, is the right yeah, word. Yeah, and, and what a fun thing to do, right? Like, you see First Form do it. They do it all the time. You know, Andy has that uh, thing coming out tonight, A Day in the Life of Andy Fursell. I can't wait to see it, because it, it may be our roadmap of, like, what we need to be doing. Because I you talk about me as a visionary. Andy's an insane visionary. I mean, he sees stuff that's going to happen in the future that we can't even fathom. So, yeah. It's just operating on different levels. Yeah. And being open to that too, Andrew, you know, that that's, that's hard. That's hard uh, for any business owner to, to be like, you know, I have this idea to do this crazy thing. Oh, how am I going to talk about this? And, and, you know, I was, I was talking, go ahead. Sorry. I think, I think where they get hung up is they aren't running a sustainable business yet. And so how do you make the jump when it, the machine doesn't run by itself yet? Yeah, that's how, so how do you know? How do you know when to do that, Andrew? I, I think it comes down to, in my case, gut feel. Like, could I walk away and this thing just keep chugging along? Yeah, it would have its hiccups, but it, it would go. And at that point where you're creating enough revenue to fund endeavors like Premier Media, mm then it's time because, you know, you could sit back and put the money in your pocket, but how much of that do you really need? Play the longer game, the bigger game, build the vision for more people. And I think when you boil it down, it comes to build opportunity for more people to enter your ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And then you're building a bigger pie that creates more revenue that allows you to do bigger things. And, and it's this exponential thing. And then in 20, 30 years, you are Andrew Carnegie and you're, it, you just, your level of wealth is insane. So it it's opportunity. That's all. So you you have a couple kids, like the the legacy that you're passing down to them. Um, you kind of told me about one of your kids is a little engineer already. He likes to put things together. Um, but talk about uh, you know, in the last little moments we have here, um what is Andrew's purpose on earth? What does Andrew love? What makes Andrew tick? What makes me tick is overcoming challenges. I will seek out oh, challenges okay. to overcome. Uh, I never do anything easy the way you said at the beginning. I always find the nuance and things. How do I? Uh, I was sharing some workout stuff with you. I found I'm I'm starting this new workout program. I'm about a month in and I'm like, all right, how do I optimize this? Like my time in the gym has to be a hundred percent. I did that yesterday. I totally did that. I, I it feel? It feels awesome, right? It was great. I, 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 it was fine. Yeah. So optimization, I think is, is like what gets me real excited is like, how do you go next level, next level, next level. But I think also it's becoming, it's not fully there yet, but I'm starting to feel like providing opportunity to others is really like, I don't think it's just my purpose. I think it's all of our purposes. If we can create an opportunity for another human to be a better version of themselves yeah, through a vehicle that we either created or, or helped build, um, I think that's magic. Well, that for me, that's the unmute experience. Uh, letting people like you, because Andrew will be speaking, Steve will be speaking at unmute in Washington, D.C. Mike will be speaking. Mark's going to be speaking. I'll be speaking. And it's about sharing your story. And also, how did you overcome the thing? But also giving people hope that and and encouragement that you hey we're the same 
We really are. We are the same. But the hard work part and shit and, and owning that story and, and learning from that story um, allows us to uh, have a stage to use our voice to let people feel what we want them to feel like you did today. So you love problem solving and your purpose. You're, you have many purposes, but just rattle off a couple. I think it is, it's, it's living a fully optimized life. It's uh, giving other people a purpose, a, a better calling than what they currently have now. It's, it's building something I could have never imagined mm. in high school. When I said, I'm going to be a business owner one day, I thought that was all systems and processes and you let it run like it. Now I'm into the 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 heart of it and and the feeling of it and how do you convey that feeling to other people before you even do business with them mm. that's i think mm. some of it so and what do you love uh like tangible things anything cars love, love cars. cars yeah, yeah. what's your favorite car the changes, man. Like right now, if I could have a uh, 911 GT3, the latest generation, whew, that thing, I think it's the best, best all around car on the planet for the money. I think eventually, because I, I have one of my dream cars right now. I got this uh, 2020 Jeep Wrangler, cherry red, hard top, loaded out. It's beautiful. But uh, 1967 Mustang convertible. Yeah. Candy right. apple red. In, in the retro car area, I'd love a like late 50s, early 60s Corvette. Mm. Have one on my shelf inside, black with the white door panels. Oh, yeah. It's common. Yeah, I, I, dude, I'm so proud of you. And the reason why I'm proud is because when things come out of Andrew's mouth, you see it now because he's attached to his feelings. And he gets excited. And that, that's, that's, uh, that's, what I, that's my hope for people, is that we're not detached from our emotions, from our spirit, like a lot of people are in the world. And it's uh, sad. I think another, another really important thing I want to touch on before this ends is just like the workout thing I shared with you, you only have 100% of what you can devote at any given time. And when you exhaust that, the 100 percent is gone. You, you no longer have 100%. So what I want to say is in any aspect of your life, you only have 100% of what you can deliver. Don't spread it out across 10 things. Do one thing. Focus on that one thing and crush it and then move on to the next thing. I really needed to hear that today. Um, yeah, because, you know, you're, you're super talented. Like you have a lot of things that you're great at, Andrew, you know, you didn't even talk about your skateboarding action. Another podcast, another podcast. Um, but I, I am so, uh, thankful for my premier ponds family and you, you guys, you know, you guys are turning into a family like, um, I, I can't wait. I mean, I can't wait to see you guys at the end of December, January, um, and then um, build, you know, I'm, I'm going to build you guys up and, you know, you're going to, I know that you're going to be really valuable um, asset as a person to me and helping me in my business with ideas like the vocal order, the group that I have, um, you know, it's uh, it, 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 it has to have the foundation, and it, and so I have the foundation. It's just you know I need guys like Andrew, um, that that have the experience and have the systems and the organization in place to help guys like me who are very creative. Um, and my you know my my gift is helping people one on one and then speaking and. You know, um, you know, I can run events like a like a 
the best of the best, but my systems and my organization behind the scenes, like behind the hood, right? I, that's where I need help. And guys like Andrew, there's a reason why he's at that level. Um, because if you can do the big picture vision and then break it down into small details and then go back to the big picture vision, that's what makes the greatest, the greatest of all time. And Andrew is one of those people. And you're so young in your journey right now. You know, it's going to be so fun to watch like this amazing story that you're building. Um, See, they're going to be an amazing story or an amazing letdown. One of the no, two. It's going to be an amazing. You can't story. get compared to Andrew Carnegie and then uh, not deliver. So, I, yeah, I mean, like you, you got a, you got some big shoes to fill, Andrew. Um, but just like Steve, one of my gifts is seeing potential in people, and that's why I do what I do. And you also have that gift, Andrew. And you demonstrate that gift with your employees by giving them shots. And Mike does the same thing too. He's giving them shots. And you learned that from Steve. I can't wait to meet Steve. He's like Yoda. He's, he's like, you know. A little bit. Yoda unfiltered. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's awesome. Well, Andrew, thank you so much. For jumping on, how can people how can people get in hold a hold of you? How can they reach out to you if they have any questions? Uh, the best way go to our website premierpond.com. No s at the end of the word pond. All my info is at the bottom of the page. You'll see Andrew at premierpond.com. That's my email, and then the phone number at the bottom there will take you to my cell phone, even though it's not the same number. All right. Well, thank you so much. We will most likely do this again. I think it would be fun to do a podcast with the whole crew. Oh, boy. <laughs> do, do the whole crew minus me and Mike. Get the real story. Oh, boy. Get who we really are. So, like, Mark Mark, and the, and the four. Just everybody. Bring them all in. Even, even the labor guys that come on for the summer. Let's just throw everybody in. See what okay. they do. See how that, good that, we do. That would be uh that would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Uh, I remember when Ed Milet had the whole Gronkowski family uh, yeah. do a podcast. That was hilarious. I love that podcast too. There was a lot of value in that. Yeah, there was. Well, I I know that the listeners are going to get a lot of value out of this. Thank you for taking time out of your busy, amazing, productive day to spend Thank time you. with me. And uh, I'm uh. I'm very excited about the future, man. You, uh, you, you're doing some really incredible leadership things there. And I hope it encourages the rest of you out there that listen to this, take the shot, take the risk, build the foundation. But when you get bored in your daily routine and your daily business life and things are just kind of stale and boring, it means you probably didn't listen to your intuition, to that spirit. And you need to, so you can take a risk and build something really, really cool. So any, any last words, Andrew, before we get off? No, I, I think you just nailed it. You got to listen to your gut. You got to do what feels right in the moment. Don't spread yourself too thin. All right. You guys have a good day and we will see you on the next show. Bye. <laughs>